What's up, guys? Welcome to Demo with Mo. I'm your host, Monique Simmons. We're going to discuss all things dating, engaged, and married from a young Christian's perspective. Are you guys ready? Let's dive in. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode one. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. <laughs> what you would do differently before getting married? Let's jump right in. First point seems a little giving, but plan more for the marriage than the wedding. A lot of people take this for granted. Um, in today's time, I know a lot of people want big, beautiful weddings. Not just women, because a lot of men want them as well. And especially with social media and the times that we're in right now, you're trying to keep up with the next person's wedding. You know, you want the beautiful decorations, the best DJ, the grandest food. You know, you just want all of the things. But you want to make sure you plan for your marriage more than you plan for your wedding. Your wedding is one day. Don't get me wrong. You'll have a great time. You'll enjoy it. You know, you'll get to spend that time with your family and your friends and celebrate your special day. But make sure that that time that you're investing in a wedding, that you invested in your marriage. Do the work. It's a lot of work to be done. You're going to have to live after your wedding day. And I just don't mean financially, even though that's a big part of it as well. But now you're going to get into the real nitty gritty of what marriage really is. And you don't want to be unprepared. Next point, premarital counseling. And I recommend individually and collectively. A lot of us, we come from different backgrounds. We were raised differently. We see the world differently. We handle um, life differently. But you want to do the premarital counseling. You want to get your own self together, individual self, because you're responsible for you. But you also want to do collective counseling, meaning couples counseling. So you guys can have those hard conversations that may be uncomfortable when it's just the two of you, or maybe you need some advice, or maybe you need some wisdom that you haven't received yet. Maybe you didn't see a healthy marriage growing up. Maybe you did see a marriage growing up, but it wasn't the marriage that you wanted. That's not how you want your marriage to look. These are conversations that have to be had beforehand. And sometimes you need a mediator. Sometimes you don't know how to open up and express yourself. Sometimes things are just uncomfortable. So it's great to have that mediator, that person there, think of things, especially a Christian counselor. I re highly recommend a Christian counselor, someone that can talk about those things you may not have even thought of, some of those things you haven't faced in your life yet that they can, from experience, they can bring up and help you guys maneuver through those things and see if this is something you really want to do because it's never too late to change your mind because marriage is a serious thing. It's not one of them things you just jump up and decide to do, but you need to have those conversations. You need to sit down with a counselor. You need to have those things brought up that maybe you didn't think of. That's going to come up without a doubt. I promise you they're going to come up after you say I do. Don't believe me? Ask anybody you know that's married. I hear so much because all of my friends are married. Most of the people in my life um, that I have close relationships to are married. 
they all say the same thing. We should have did this. We should have done that. I wish we would have did this, and I wish we would have did that. So my advice to you is to go ahead and do those things so that it can make marriage just a little bit easier for you. And don't get me wrong, you're still going to have issues. These hard conversations are still going to come up. But now you've set the foundation for what you want your marriage to be. You guys have kind of come to agreement on some things. And when that stuff come up again, you can say, well, you remember when we talked about this? And you remember when we talked about that? Well, we agreed on this. And we kind of set the foundation for your relationship. You're not blindsided when something comes up. You're not wondering where that come from. I didn't know you felt like this. I didn't know you felt like that. You don't want to assume anything. That's a bad thing to do in a relationship is to assume how the person feels or assume what you think they want or what you think they need. It's a conversation to be had. Last point, have the hard, uncomfortable conversations. My cousins and I, um, probably a couple months ago, we got together and we were just talking about relationships and marriage and how our generation is now and how people don't want to have these conversations, but they're conversations that need to be had. So many of us bring in baggage into our relationships when we're dating into our engagements, and even into our marriages, stuff that we've never, ever talked about that we should have talked about. And some of these things are deal breakers. Some of these things need to be said before marriage because that may not be the marriage that you want. That may not be the person that you need or want to spend the rest of your life with. But things are so good, and we love to be together, but that will fade. There's going to come a time in your life, in your relationship, where things are going to get real. It's going to be some stuff that hurts you to your core. And you're going to wish that you had these conversations before. I'm going to give you some subtopics of this point that I'm making. Morals and values. You guys, listen to me when I tell you this is a very important conversation to have. You want to know the morals and values of the person that you are going to spend your rest of your life with. And if you're having children with this person, the person that's going to be helping you to raise them, your children, you want to know their morals and their values. Let's say you're a Christian and you're dating someone who you're not sure if they're a Christian or not. Maybe they just go to church sometimes, but they, they really haven't considered themselves to be saved. They haven't given their lives to Christ yet. That's a conversation you need to have. You don't just assume that. You don't want to go into a relationship and think, okay, they go to church sometimes. I go to church all the time. I'm just going to assume this is how we're going to spend our life together. Then you get locked and loaded in marriage, and now every Sunday you're ready to get up and go to church, and they're not. You assume that. You never had that conversation and asked them that, if this is what they even wanted to do. Or do they even think if you guys have children that your children should be raised in church? That's a conversation that needs to be had. Do you want kids? If so, how many? It would blow your mind how many people I've heard that say maybe they wanted to go in a relationship and they wanted one child, but their partner wanted six children. How do you think that's going to work out? How do you even compromise that? You want one and they want six. That's a conversation that needs to be had because everybody don't want kids. Everybody don't want to be parents, and that's okay. You don't want to get into a long-term thing with somebody and assume that they want what you want. What about how you want to raise the kids? 
back to the point I made to you earlier. Do you want your children raised in church? Do you want them in public school or private school? Do you want your mom to keep them when we have them? Or do you want a nanny? Do you want to send them to daycare? Are you thinking that I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad? What's your relationship like with your family? A lot of people don't talk about this. But you guys, this is so important. How we were raised in our family dynamics, it impacts our relationships. Whether that's dating, engaged, or married, these are conversations that need to be had. Do you have a great relationship with your mom? Do you have a good relationship with your dad? How's your relationship with your siblings? How do you interact with them? How do you guys do holidays? Do you expect to spend every holiday with your family? Do you expect me to spend every holiday with my family? You don't do holidays with your family. That's a conversation that needs to be had because when you guys get married and now you guys are becoming one, so most of the things you are going to do together, what if you're the person that likes to spend time with your family but your spouse doesn't, but you didn't have that conversation beforehand? I promise you there's going to be issues. What's your outlook on finances? Do you have debt? People don't like to have this conversation. It makes them uncomfortable to talk about money. But you guys, finances can be a deal breaker in a marriage. This is something you guys really need to be on one accord about beforehand. Will we put our money together? Do you like to have your own separate account? Do you have school loans that's outstanding? Do you have any collections? Have you been on bankruptcy? All these things are important. Do you believe in paying your tithes? You know, some of these things are deal breakers. These, because your finances, it affects both of you. It's not a separate thing. I know some people like to have their finances separate, but when you're married, we're two becoming one. That's what God created marriage to be. We're, we're now two separate people trying to be on one accord, trying to be of one mind, trying to do things together. It's kind of hard to separate your finances. So you don't want to assume anything going into a serious relationship or an engagement or a marriage. You want to have these conversations before. And it's okay if you guys don't see eye to eye on it. It's okay if you guys see money differently and finances differently. But if you have these conversations beforehand, you can figure out if you want to work through this, kind of compromise and see how you can figure it out together or if this is going to be a deal breaker for you. And maybe you guys need to go your separate ways. That's okay too, but have these hard conversations. So once you get married and all these things begin to come up, you're not ready to walk out the door. You're not ready to give up. You're not ready to say, who is this person that I married? This is not what I thought I was getting into. You can't say you didn't think you was getting into that when you assumed everything. When you went in with your eyes closed shut, when you should have been having these uncomfortable conversations so you can know where your partner stands. That's the good thing about hard conversations. You know, they do make you feel uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. They make you feel very uncomfortable. But when you have these hard, uncomfortable conversations, you know where your partner stands and you know where you stand. And now it's time to figure out, are we going to make this work? Is this something that I'm willing to accept? Because I'm going to tell you guys something. I see it all the time where people get into marriages thinking they could change their spouse. And that's not a male or a female thing. 
I've seen both sides of that. You know, your your um, partner is one way. Maybe certain things you didn't like, but you looked over because you said it's going to be different when we get married. Things don't change when you get married. If you really want to marry someone, I want you to look at them right now, where they are. Don't think about if they get better in this or if they get better in that. Look at them right now, who they are right now. Is that who you want to marry? Is that who you want to spend the rest of your life with? And if so, after having these hard conversations, after going to the premarital counseling, after investing more in your marriage than in your wedding day, if this person that's sitting across from you is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, then go at it. Go at it. But if you're that person that's saying, if they could do this better or if they could do that better or if they did their finances this way or maybe if they compromise after we get married they'll give me three babies instead of one or maybe they don't want kids but I can definitely get them to change their mind wait till a few years down the road they'll want kids don't do it I promise you you'll spend a lifetime of resentment because most people don't change from pressure and people trying to change them people have to want that for themselves so I'm trying to save you a lot of heartache. If you're not okay with the person they are right now, don't do it. Don't do it because you cannot make anybody change. How do you communicate? This is going to be one of those big things. Because <laughs> people learn to communicate in different ways. A lot of time we pick up the way we communicate with how we grew up. Are you? Do you shut down? When things get tough, when conversations are too hard, when words get said that you don't like, do you shut down? Or are you that person who yells and screams and fights and cusses and wants to get your way? How do you communicate? Where are you on this spectrum? That's a conversation you want to have as well. Household chores. Man, this is a big one. A lot of times, especially... In the generations before us, there were gender roles where men did this and women did this. This is 2021 and we have definitely evolved. It's really not any gender roles. You should do the area that you're best in. Sit down, have this conversation. Do you wash clothes? Do you even know how to wash clothes? You know how to do laundry? Do you cook? Because People assume that the women do all the cooking, but there's a lot of men who are great cooks who know how to cook and prefer to cook. So these are conversations that need to be had because you don't want to go into a serious relationship, into a marriage, thinking one thing, thinking that in your mind, okay, this is what I always did. I always cooked. I always did laundry. Whatever your, whatever your things that you're good at that it looks like. And then your spouse comes into the relationship thinking that they're going to do those same things. We don't ever want to go into a relationship assuming things. This is a conversation that has to be had because you don't want to be in a marriage that feels one-sided where you feel like you do everything and your spouse does nothing. If you have that conversation beforehand on what you guys agree to do, let's say your husband agrees to take out the trash, handle the cars, and cook dinner. That's his thing. That's what he wants to do. But you guys come to an agreement on whatever that is. And I do want to encourage you, 
don't look around and see what everybody else is doing. Don't remember mommy and daddy and, and auntie and uncle and how they did things. You and your spouse or future spouse are unique. You guys are different. You don't have to do it the way they did it. You guys do what works for you. Because maybe in your parents' household, your dad handled the money. And your mom just kind of let him handle it. But what if you're good at finances? What if you're good at keeping the books? What if you're good at paying the bills and making sure everything is done on time? That's your expertise. That's where you excel at. You should be the one handling the finances. So don't look at everybody else and try to figure out what you should do based on what everybody else is doing. Have the hard, uncomfortable conversations beforehand. Figure out what you want your relationship to look like. Figure out who's going to do what roles. Figure out, do you guys even want kids or how many kids if you do want kids? Figure out what their relationship with their family is like. Decide who are we going to see for premarital counseling. Not if, y'all heard me, not if we're going to do premarital counseling, but who are we going to see for our premarital counseling? And again, I encourage you to see a Christian counselor. If you guys are a Christian couple and looking to raise your family in that way and you guys go to church and you're trying to do things God's way, I would encourage you to see someone who points you in that same direction back to God and not steers you off of what you're trying to do. Remember these things, practical application, begin to apply now. And if you are married, like me, married 11 years, I can't go back. I can't say coulda, woulda, shoulda. If that's who you are today, that's okay. Even as your spouse, you guys go back to the table, go back to the drawing board and decide today how we're going to do marriage. Maybe this is not the way we want it anymore. Maybe this is how we did it in the beginning, but we're in a different season in our lives. We're in a different place now. Maybe you have little kids. Maybe your kids are older and you're getting ready to be empty nesters. Go back to the drawing board and decide. Don't assume. Don't assume about your spouse. Don't even assume about yourself. <laughs> Go to the drawing board and have a conversation. Is this what we want to do? And if this is not what we want to do anymore, let's sit down and have a conversation. Let's compromise. Let's pray about it. Let's seek God's advice on what we should do. Okay? Our verse for today is Mark 5 and 25. It says, a house divided cannot stand. I want you to remember this. When you're thinking about if you even want to have those conversations or you're debating about whether you should see a counselor for premarital counseling. I want you to remember, do you want to do the hard work now? Or do you want to take the chance later of your marriage not surviving and you not being able to come back from it? You choose. The choice belongs to you. I hope you guys have enjoyed. Follow me on Facebook at Demo with Mo. Also, if you have any questions you would like to hear me answer live on the podcast, email me, demowithmo at gmail.com. That's D-E-M-O-W-I-T-H-M-O at gmail.com.